Part 16 of the Military Journals of Two Private Soldiers, 1758 to 1775. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by FNH. The Military Journals of Two Private Soldiers, 1758 to 1775 by Abraham Tomlinson. Part 16. The 22. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. This day ended without anything remarkable. The 23. Being Thanksgiving, I went with Sergeant Felt up to Newtown and kept Thanksgiving there and returned to our barracks at night. And we had not been abed long when our captain came to us and ordered us all to lie upon our arms by order of General Washington Lissimo, General Lissimo of the American army encamped at Cambridge and Roxbury and other places. On the previous day, General Putnam, with a strong detachment, broke ground at Cobble Hill, where the Moline Asylum now stands. The object was to erect batteries for the purpose of cannonading Boston. It was expected the British troops would sally out of the city and attack them, and that expectation caused Washington to issue the order for all the troops to be ready for action at a moment's warning. Nothing more this day that I know of. Only two regulars deserted at night on Cambridge side. Frothingham says, two British sentinels came off in the night to the detachment of General Putnam. The 24. Nothing happened very remarkable this day that I know of. The 25. This morning, Captain Pond enlisted several men for the next campaign. Oh, you nasty slovenly, how your book looks. This remark refers to several blots of ink which disfigure the page of his journal on which he was writing. The 26. Being Sunday, it was stormy. Nothing remarkable this day. The 27. Nothing very remarkable happened this day. The 28. Nothing very strange. Only Pepperis Curacle came out of Boston, that old Tory dog. The 29. Nothing remarkable. Only one of our privateers took a prize richly laden. That was the British storeship Nancy, captured off Cape Ann, and carried into the harbour by Captain John Manley, commander of the American armed schooner Lee, one of the six vessels fitted out at Boston under the direction of Washington, before Congress had yet taken any measures to establish a navy. So valuable were the stores of the Nancy, that Washington supposed General Howe would immediately make efforts to recover her, and he had an armed force sent to Cape Ann to secure them. There were 2,000 muskets, 100,000 flints, 30,000 round shot for 1, 6, and 12 pounders, over 30,000 musket shot, and a 13-inch brass mortar that weighed 2,700 pounds. The arrival of these produced great joy in the camp. Colonel Moylan, describing the scene, says, Old Put, General Putnam, was mounted on the mortar, with a bottle of rum in his hand, standing parson to Christum, while Godfather Mifflin, afterward General Mifflin, gave it the name of Congress. On the 29th of November, Washington commenced planting a bomb battery on Lechmere's Point, with the intention of bombarding the British works on Bunker Hill. They completed it in the course of a few days, entirely unmolested. The 30. Nothing extraordinary this day, that I know of. December. The one. Nothing remarkable this day. The two. This day, I, with a number of respectable gentlemen, went. The author did not expect to have his journal published, 
or he would have omitted the entry made here. There seems nothing in it derogatory to his character, yet he has chosen words to express his thoughts not suited to ears polite. The three. Being Sunday, it rained. Nothing remarkable happened this day. The four. Nothing remarkable happened this day. At night we were ordered to lie upon our arms. Washington was now in hourly expectation of an attack from the British, and knowing his own weakness, he considered his situation very critical. In vigilance alone seemed a security for safety. The five. Nothing strange happened this day. The six. Nothing comical this day, only there was considerable of trading carried on. The Yankee love of trade and barter appears to have been very prevalent in the camp. The seven. This day nothing strange. The eight. This day I, with several more, enlisted for the year 1776 under Captain Oliver Pond. The nine. Nothing remarkable this day. The ten. This day the long-faced people, new militia recruits from the country who had never seen service, arrived here from Wrentham and other places. The eleven. This day I passed muster before General Spencer, General Joseph Spencer of East Haddam, Connecticut. He remained in service until 1778 when he resigned, left the army, and became a member of Congress. He held rank next to Putnam in the army of Boston. He died in 1789 at the age of 70 years. Nothing more this day. The Twelve. This day it was very cold, and the militia had to mount guard. That is good for them. The Thirteen. This day I went to Cambridge and viewed the works on Cobble, Cobble Hill. These, it is said, were the most perfect of any of the fortification raised around Boston at that time. The Fourteen. This day I went to Watertown, seven miles northwest from Boston. It was then the seat of the revolutionary government in Massachusetts. With Lieutenant Bacon and a number of others in order to get some coats, but we could not find any that suited us, and so we returned. Washington issued a notice on the 28th of October that tailors would be employed to make coats for those who wished them. The 15. This day nothing very remarkable. The 16. This day nothing strange. At night there was an attempt made to blow up a ship, but it failed. Also this night we heard that Quebec was taken. This was a mistake. On the 13th of September, Colonel Benedict Arnold left Cambridge with a detachment to cross the country by way of the Kennebec to invade Canada and capture Quebec. Arnold's army suffered terribly on the march, and arrived at Point Levy, opposite Quebec, on the 9th of November, and prepared to attack the city. He was obliged to postpone his attack, and Quebec never fell into the hands of the Patriots. The 17. Being Sunday, it was foul weather. Nothing remarkable happened this day, only the enemy fired at our men on Lechmere's, Lechmere's point, and wounded one, and our men returned the fire from Copple Hill. The 18. This day the ship moved out of the bay, and the enemy threw bombs from Mount Hordorm, a nickname given to Bunker's Hill, but it did no damage. The 19. This day nothing remarkable happened. The 20. Nothing strange this day. The 21. This day it was very cold. Nothing strange this day. The 22. Nothing remarkable this day. The 23. Nothing strange this day. The 24. Ditto, ditto, ditto. The 25. Good. The 26. Very cold this day. Nothing remarkable this day.
the twenty-seventh. Nothing remarkable today. The twenty-eight. Nothing strange this day. The twenty-nine. Nothing strange this day. Last night our men made an attempt to take Bunker Hill, but their scheme was frustrated, etc. On the night of the twenty-eighth, an unsuccessful attempt was made to surprise the British outposts on Charleston Neck, and then to attack the enemy on Bunker's Hill. The Americans started to cross from Cobble Hill on the ice. One of the men slipped and fell when they were halfway across. His gun went off. This alarmed the British, and they were on their guard. It was computed that, from the burning of Charleston on the 17th of June till Christmas Day, the British had fired more than 2,000 shot and shells. They hurled more than 300 bombshells at Ploughed Hill and 100 at Lechmere's Point. Gordon says that with all this waste of metal, they killed only seven men on the Cambridge side, and just a dozen on the Roxbury side. The thirty, thirty-one. Nothing remarkable. January. The one. A happy new year, 1776. Behold the man, three score and ten, upon a dying bed. He's run his race, and get no grace, and awful sight indeed. Nothing very remarkable this one day of January, 1776. Anno quid domina. Anno domini. The two. Nothing strange this day. The three. Twenty men out of each regiment in Roxbury side to cut for sheens. Fascines. I believe we have it by and by. The four. Nothing remarkable this day. The five dash seven. Nothing strange. The eight. At night, some of our brave heroic Americans went past the enemy's breastwork at Bunker Hill and burnt several housen at the foot of Bunker Hill and took five men and one woman prisoners and came off as far as Copple Hill when the flames began to extend and the enemy that were in the fort, perceiving a number of men gather round the fire and supposing them to be our men, they kept up a bright fire for the space of nearly half an hour upon their own men, devil light fully, delightfully. They, when Charleston was burned, Fourteen houses escaped the flames. These were occupied by the British, and on the 8th of January, General Putnam sent Major Knowlton, afterward killed at Harlem, with a small party to set those houses on fire. The affair was injudiciously managed, and before all could be fired, the flames of one alarmed the British in the fort. They discharged cannons and small arms in all directions in their confusion and affright. At that moment a play called The Blockade of Boston, written for the occasion by General Burgoyne, was in the course of performance in the city. In the midst of a scene in which Washington was burlesqued, a sergeant dashed into the theatre and exclaimed, The Yankees are attacking Bunker's Hill. The audience thought it was part of the play, until General Howe said, Officers, to your alarm posts. Then women shrieked and fainted, and the people rushed to the streets in great confusion. The Nine. Nothing remarkable this day. The Ten. Nothing very remarkable this day. It was very cold. The eleven. Nothing very remarkable this day. The twelve. All furloughs stopped this day. The thirteen. Nothing strange this day. The fourteen. Being Sunday, nothing remarkable this day. The fifteen. This day we heard that the regulars had taken Providence and burnt all the housen except two. Sir James Wallace commanded a small British flotilla in Narragansett Bay during the summer of autumn 1775. He was really a commissioned pirate, for he burnt and plundered dwellings and stores and plantations whenever he pleased. The fact above alluded to was the plunder and destruction of the houses on the beautiful island of Providence, not the town of Providence, 
by that marauder at the close of November 1775. He also desolated Conanicut Island, opposite Newport, and every American vessel that entered that harbour was seized and sent to Boston. The 16. Nothing remarkable happened this day. At night we were all ordered to lie upon our arms. The 17. This day we had the disagreeable news that our men were defeated that went to Quebec, and that General Montgomery and Colonel Arnold were either killed or taken prisoners. But we pray God thy news may prove false. Arnold, with only seven hundred men, appeared before Quebec on the 18th of November, and demanded its surrender. He was soon compelled to retire, and marching up the St. Lawrence twenty miles, he there met in December General Montgomery with a small force, descending from Montreal. They marched against Quebec, and early in the morning of the 31st of December proceeded to assail the city at three distinct points. Montgomery was killed, Morgan and many of the Americans were made prisoners, and Arnold, who was severely wounded, retired to Sillery, three miles above Quebec. At night it was thought there was a spy out from Boston, and our sentries fired at him, but we don't know the certainty of it. Cold weather for the season. End of Part 16 Recording by FNH. Please visit www.bookranger.co.uk.